This is Cami. And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 85. Hey, Madeline, do you remember that Where's Waldo game? Oh, of course. That's the one where you have to find the guy in the photo with the red stripes. Yes. Sometimes I feel like we're playing that game when we try to find our online tribe. Oh my gosh, you are so right. Hey, why don't we go on a search right now? Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. In last week's episode, we were working on defining your perfect customer. So in this episode, Madeline and I are going to look at where that perfect customer might be hanging out in social media. And by the way, this has to be the commonly asked question that happens to me all the time. Where do I find my customer? Where do I find my audience? Do you hear this question? Absolutely. I mean, people will say, hey, I'm on Twitter. Where are they? Like, where can I go find them? You know? So yeah, I get that a lot with social media for sure. Yeah. And I think what's really great about that is we're going to use some of our, some of our own dog food and answer one of the questions we get asked all the time. So listen for that in here because we're going to give you that same advice. That's right. So, you know, a great place to look for your community is through competitors and big names. And, you know, Kimmy, people don't always think about like, let's go look at my competitors. I mean, it's actually a, a great strategy. So, you know, these are recommendations that Kimmy and I have for like ways to find them, to connect with them. You want to start off by making a list of well-known people. And, and this is something we all can do. We just take some time and write it all out. Well-known people, businesses, media companies. And it's interesting, Kim, because, you know, I always tell people like, okay, it's not just like knowing, you know, knowing who that person is. Okay. When you go look for them, what magazines do they read? So when I think of media, I always think of what publications do they read? What are their interests? What are their lifestyle interests? You know, where, what other, because there's so many Facebook groups, so many communities out there and LinkedIn groups. There's so much out there. So you have to have an idea of like, okay, it's not just so much that like I'm random idea that popped in my head. So let's say you're a surfer. You're looking for other surfers. Okay, how can you find them? You know, through other media companies. What do they listen to? What music do they like? What publications they read? Where Where do they go for fun and entertainment? That can open up so much. So it's not just the people in the businesses, but you really want to look at that lifestyle and media companies, things like that, because that will help you take this so much further. And also look for other people in your field that have a big online presence. You know, we talk about so much with influencers, not just being the big, big names, right? But there's that you hear about those micro influencers and you don't want to forget those big ones and then the micros and look for ones that talk about similar or related things. So in other words, their audience might be interested in what you are doing, right? 
Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And what I love about what you're saying there is that I think a lot of times we're actually just intimidated by competitors and we say, oh, everybody's already doing this. So now maybe I shouldn't do it because all these other people have already filled the market. Well, the truth is nobody's going to do it just the way that you do it, first of all. That's right. And secondly, if you know what's going on in the marketplace, then you can see where the holes are that you can fill. That's so true. You know, it's interesting. So so then this kind of takes it a little bit of a different approach. A couple of years ago, a lady was saying to me, hey, Madeline, I love that you have these online Twitter courses that you teach. I teach Twitter too, but I haven't put any of my own courses out because you already do that. And I'm like, wait a minute, like, I'm not like the only Twitter marketing expert the only person that's allowed to put out courses. So just because you, whether it's flooded with a lot of people already doing it, or maybe there's just one well-known person, there's always going to be your take, your way, your voice, your everything that brings it together in a unique way. So just because someone is already doing something you're trying to do and, and using that to build their community, don't let that take away from you doing it as well. It would always be your take, as long as you just don't blatantly copy What you then want to do is join these influencers, Facebook groups, and listen to the questions that people are asking. You will gather so much great intel when you do that. And one thing to think about is when you're looking at these questions, are these things that you can answer yourself? And uh, would you recommend that uh, people just look and listen and not act? Or do you feel like, Cammie, that they should just jump on in and start talking No, I think that they should feel free to engage and be helpful in the group. I mean, not to steal clients. That's definitely not what you're up to. But just to get the hang of engaging with people in your target audience, even if they're not the ones that are eventually going to buy from you, or maybe they will. I don't know. People do go down the rabbit hole. I know I've clicked on people before and said, who is this person and what do they do? And you might engage with them in some way down the line. But yes, feel free to jump in, engage, be helpful. I also keep a bank. This is sort of a secret I didn't write in our notes, but I keep a bank of copy how people talk about different things. So, you know, their problems. So if they talk about a problem they're having with Facebook ads or they talk about a problem they're having with getting the, finding their audience, I will actually jot down exactly the words that they say. So I may copy and paste some of the things that people say and put them into a bank of things that people said about that problem. Because later on, whenever you're making your own content, you can create stuff that really resonates. It's almost like people think you're right in their head hearing what they said because you're you're grabbing the way that people are talking about the problem and you're answering it with their words. Very interesting way to do this. It's something that I've learned really works. That's really cool. I love that. And you know, also when you are answering the questions, talking to people, it's a great way for you to get yourself known mm-hmm. in that niche with, before you even start your own community. Like people will see your name pop up, or even if you already do have your community started and you're growing it, it's just a great way to get known. Because like an example would be when I do my Twitter Smarter Twitter chat each week, we have so many people that come on there that are so knowledgeable and they're just there to share, but they're also getting themselves known. Like people Mm -hmm. see them consistently and they know like, this is someone who can answer my questions. This is someone who knows their stuff. And so that is super smart to let yourself get seen in other communities. Right. And it also helps those people that you're those influencers. And I think that's a good thing. That's great. What do you want to call it? Karma or whatever you want to call it, where you are helping other people. And in the end of the day, whenever you start popping up in the conversation, 
those influencers probably have seen you interacting in their group and they have a warm feeling about you as long as you don't copy their stuff, you don't like, um, you know, kind of go behind their backs and do something horrible. The bottom line is that they're going to, if they're smart anyway, they're going to be very supportive of that. I'm very happy when somebody that's been in one of my communities starts to shine. I get very excited about that. I agree with that 100%. And even to take it a step further, when people say, and I get this all the time, how do I get influencers to notice me? How do I get on their radar? That is probably one of the best ways. If you know that they get on there and they're personally managing it or just get, you know, sharing and they may have a team, like I think of like say Mari Smith, I'm sure she has a team that helps her, her Facebook groups, but I know she also is in there talking to people and listening and paying attention. So if you're like, man, I want to like get on her radar, what a great way to do that by just showcasing your expertise. But as you say, being very professional, not coming across like, hey, I'm a competitor and I'm here to take away your business. Yeah. You got to be careful how you approach it. But I really believe that there's a right way to do it in a wrong way. Maybe we'll do an episode about that. That's that's something we haven't I, talked about in a while. I'm already getting ideas for that, Kimmy, because it's I like, know. oh my gosh, there's like, you know, little things like, you know, don't ever like, hey, yeah, I can help you. Here's my web address or here, let, PM me. Let's talk, you know, like never like try to move them for sure. Keep them right there because you're on someone else's property. I don't say property because it's Facebook, but you know, like you're in their space. Yeah, be respectful. Absolutely. So be respectful. Hey, put that down. We're going to talk about that in a couple of episodes. Anyway, so once you do that, once you've really looked at your competition, you've started to interact with people in your niche audience. And by the way, that's one of the ways people say, I don't have an audience. I don't have anybody to talk to. That's like the easiest way to start talking to people in your niche audience is just be a part of a community. The second thing is to do your research. Take a deep dive into who your audience really is. And once you have sort of an idea of that, it's going to be a lot easier to understand like what's the demographic of your audience and so forth. And one of the best ways to do this is a free resource. It's the Pew Internet Research. It comes out really on a regular basis. They, they do uh, research studies monthly, quarterly, yearly. I mean, you can keep up with this in almost real time. And one of the things that I like to look at is this really great one called The Use of Different Online Platforms by Demographic Groups. We put a link to that in the show notes. We have one for the most recent one. And then you can from there see what the new ones are if you're listening to this down the road a bit. But Pew Research began tracking social media usage in 2005. And they really know how to kind of dive into the details of the different kinds of things that you can look at on demographics. And one of the things I really like is this one that I'm telling you about, and they look at, you know, they look at race, age, income, education, living environment, and they look at it at a very high level. And I would like you just to click through that. And what I do is I look and they show you, it breaks down by network, who is indexing high on each of those networks. So you can look down and say, hey, I'm really interested in women aged, you know, 35 to 45 who have an income of, you know, 75,000 or more. And you can see very quickly which, which social media platforms they, ha- they index high on. So use this. It's a really great tool. It gives you at least a way to push in the right direction. So if you have that question in your mind, which social media platform should I be using? Should I be using Instagram? Should I go all in on that? Or should I be really like doubling down on Facebook? Or should I like maybe move over to LinkedIn? Because it seems like a lot of things are going on over at LinkedIn right now have the data help you make those decisions. I think that's the most powerful way to make these decisions. Your community should really show you where you need to be. We also found another great resource, which I really like, and it was in 2018 as well. 
It's a social audience guide that was put out by Spreadfast. They showed that 37% of the world's population, which is 2.8 billion people, use social media. 2.8 billion people. And that's obviously really expanding in Asia and other places like that. So that's a lot of social media demographic research to sort through. When you want to zero in on understanding audience characteristics, right? And specific networks. So I really like the Spreadfast one because it takes it um, network by network by network and gives you sort of a, a snapshot of each network. So that might be super helpful as well. And we'll have a link to that in the show notes so y'all can yeah. go and access these resources we're talking about. And also I have a little ninja trick and that is to look at the trade associations and niche groups that serve your industry already. A lot of those conduct their own research. So you may be able to find out a lot of information about marketers for sure. I mean, there's a lot of marketers, marketing surveys that go out and they survey marketers. So you can get an idea of where people are having issues and problems. Same thing with all kinds of trade. I actually started my career at the Manufactured Housing Institute. So I was the national spokesperson for MHI for eight years. Oh my goodness, it was a long time ago. But what was great about that is that we did a ton of research around manufactured housing, like what people wanted in a manufactured home, all that kind of stuff. So I mean, it gets very niche. Do you know what I'm saying? Very niche. So I would say spend some time trying to find that research that's already out there. Yeah. You know, for marketers like us, digital marketing, social media marketing, Social Media Examiner puts out a really great one every year that has so much information. So for someone like me, when I want to see like, what are the trends towards Twitter? You know, I can gather that by looking at the data that they put out. So I definitely recommend checking theirs out if you haven't already. Something else that we want to talk about is, and it's so important, is talking to your target audience. Make a list of 10 to 20 people that you know who are part of the audience you think you might want to reach. This can be past clients, it can be friends, acquaintances. You know, these are the people you want to look for from these other groups. And we want you to create a list of questions that you can run by them to ask. So another thing we want to talk about is talking to your target audience. So why don't you make a list of about 10 to 20 people that you know who are part of the audience you think you might want to reach? And this can be past clients, it can be friends and acquaintances from other groups. You know, start putting a list together and then create a list of questions that you can run by them to ask. And here's a little hint. We will talk about some of these power questions in an upcoming episode. Oh, yes, we will. (laughs) Then what you want to do is ask them to jump on the phone or maybe FaceTime, Skype. I like to use Zoom and just talk to them, right? And the key here is you don't sell, you just talk. And Pat Flynn does this. I don't know if you've heard about this, Cami. Pat Flynn says for years, what he does every month is he randomly just contacts people on his mailing list, his email list, and just randomly and just says, hey, you know, this is really Pat. No, this is not a joke. Although, you know, if it was April Fool's Day, maybe people would think it's a joke. But it's like, hey, I just, if you have some time, I'd like to just talk to you. And and he's collecting intel. How brilliant is that? You it's really smart. That. No, it is. And it's really smart. I mean, it's so easy to get removed from the people that you're serving um, as you get bigger and bigger. But even when you're really small, you can stay removed from what people really want by not talking to them, by being afraid to talk to them or worry that they're going to, what they're going to think of you or concerned. And I think most people are really happy to talk to you. And you could just approach it as a networking opportunity. Just say, hey, you know, I want to get to know more people. 
in this area. I'd love to know you. You're really interesting. You can start by being just interested in the people that you're talking to. It's an easy way to get in. Oh, for sure. And if you already have a following, start by asking questions on social media. We've talked many times about the power of using polls in social media. And there's other built-in features in Twitter and Facebook as well. So, you know, these things can get you so much powerful information that will help you with your community building. Absolutely. I'm so I'm so in agreement of this because, you know, this is such a big deal, I think, that people think that they can't find who they need to find. But it really is just a little bit of legwork, a little bit of elbow grease. There's also some tools that can help you. And we ended with the tools instead of starting with the tools because the tools aren't everything. You need to start with an idea before you go into the tools. The tools will be much more accurate for you if you start with a general idea. Like you have to have an idea. You can't sell to everyone. What you have is not going to be great for everybody. So you need to have sort of an idea. Then you can take that idea and refine it. One of the things that we use a lot for a lot of our clients is we use something called pages to watch. Remember, we talked about having your competitors or looking at your competitors. A great way to do it is to go into your insight section of your Facebook page and go ahead and put in two or three competitors, their uh, Facebook pages, and then you watch those Facebook pages. And that's a really great way to kind of see how they're doing. And if you see that things are moving really well and some their engagement's gone really up, go over to their page and see what they're doing. See what they're saying. What is what? Why are people so excited? It may be negative. <laughs> it may be positive. It's hard to say. But if you see something they're doing that seems to work really well, you might want to think about, wow, you know, what is it that I could do that would, would drive that same kind of engagement? Maybe not the same exact subject, but you know, what kinds of things? Is video doing it? Is it because they're doing great photos? Are they doing some more interactive kinds of things and so on. So you can get a lot of ideas from that. So that's number one is really using the tools in Facebook. The second thing with Facebook really is all about kind of watching what's going on. So one more thing I forgot to say about that is that you can also now see all the data on their advertising. So you can see what ads your competitors are running. So on the left-hand side of their page, all the way at the bottom, there is an area that says info and ads. Click on that and see if they're running ads. What kinds of ads are they running? It might be very interesting to see that. Most people don't run tons of ads, but some people do. And you can see how they're using them to their advantage. And speaking of ads, there's a way that you can find out lots of cool information about your audience without even spending any money. Did you know that? Oh my gosh, do tell more. (laughs) (laughs) This is another one of my ninja tricks. Although I have to say, I do spend money on Facebook advertising, but Here's how you can do it. Make sure you sign up for Facebook Ads Manager. We have a link. All you have to do is click on it. It'll take you right to your Ads Manager. And if you haven't signed up yet, it will ask you to. You can sign up for Ads Manager if you have a page, not a profile, not your personal profile, but you have to have a business page. If you have a business page where either you are an admin or you own it or both, you can click into the Ads Manager and start to put together a fake ad. You can go ahead and you know, start the ad, pick some sort of goal that you want. Like, are you wanting to, you know, gather information? Are you trying to get people to go over to your website? Are you trying to get leads? Uh, You can pick your goal, if you will. And then you pick location, age, gender, and interest. We were playing around with this the other day while we were putting these notes together. Wasn't it fun? It was fun. It's always fun when when you're doing this because you you get to see in real time the data that goes with this. Yeah. On the the audience size. 
And what it'll do is pull all these things together. And by the way, you've already done your research on your competitors. So you know, you can type in the names of your competitors as an interest. And sometimes if they're big enough, they'll pull up there and it'll tell you what their audience size is. Very interesting. And that audience size is not the number of people that like their page. That audience size is more like how many people have engaged with their stuff over a period of time. Also, what kinds of people are lookalike audiences that, you know, might have similar interests. So this is a really, really powerful tool. And no, it doesn't tell you exactly who these people are, but it gives you an idea of the size of the audience in certain areas. So you can, you know, change the location. So you can do all of the United States or you can say Houston, Texas with the same thing. And it'll show you how many people in Houston, Texas have those interests. And by the way, then you can put together an ad if you want to, and you can target just that group and see if they respond to your ad. You can spend $1 a day, $2 a day, $10 a day, whatever you have in your budget for a short period of time to see if the kinds of things you're talking about resonate with your audience. And you can run up to six ads at a time so you can see which message resonates the best. So if you have six messages that you're interested in trying out, you can put them all in an ad set. So those of you who are, who are like Facebook advertising ninjas, I know you're shaking your head yes right now, like, yep. So I know you guys are doing this already. And there's some really advanced techniques that you can use. But just as a beginner stage, it really is an awesome way to figure it out. And in fact, a couple of years ago, I used this very method to fill up an entire conference with women. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You did like really great with that. Yeah. For and sure. we did it just like this. You know, we I started a Facebook group for the women that might like to come to the to the uh, conference. And then I asked them, why would you want to come to this conference? And then they told me. And then I wrote down exactly what they said. And I made six ads that had the messages that they told me, put them out there, and I saw which one actually performed the best. So it's a great way to find out and test your messages based on the things that people tell you. Yeah, that's super smart. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. Ninja trick. Yeah. And so we got some other tools that we're sharing. We're going to give you just a little bit of info on. We don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it, but we'll have links to it in the show notes. So there's this site called Social Insider and it's socialinsider.io. And you can get insights into your competitor's social media strategy. It's a really cool site. Kimmy, I'm like thinking about like just playing around with their free trial and like maybe even becoming a customer because just by looking on their website, mm-hmm. the amount of stuff they give you is so awesome. I think this is a really great find. Yeah, it's a, it's a really great find. And it's not, you know, terribly expensive. They, As you said, they do have a free trial. So I'm actually planning on doing the same thing. And I think I'm going to wait until I have something going on that is really kind of in this vein, you know, with a, with a customer or client or whatever. But yeah, $59 a month. I know it's not nothing. But honestly, that's really good deal for the kind of data that you can get from this. Definitely. So it could be something worth checking into. Yeah, absolutely. Also a great way to do your, you know, do a social audit, a social media audit. And then an engagement calculator. This is kind of a fun little tool. It's free. I like true social metrics. I pay for it $30 a month. And I like that for my engagement scores. But this one's a little free tool that kind of does a similar thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. I don't know how you pronounce flanks. F-P-H-L-A-N-X, flanks. Oh, phalanx, phalanx, phalanx. I don't know. I kind of do the P-H-L together. Like, yeah. <laughs> fla, fla, flanks, fla, I don't know. Flanks, anyway, fla. it's an interesting name. But yeah, you get some really cool data here. I've been playing around with this and uh, having a lot of fun with it. So I think this is one that's worth 
taking a look at. They also have a free trial. And they're pricing, you know, the, their lowest accounts, 25 a month, which isn't bad. Yeah. And you can do some free things with it too. And the other thing that I like is if you are interested in working with influencers, you can actually put some of their information in there and see how many people engage with them. Because engagement is so much more important than how many people are following you. Just FYI. Yeah, for sure. And then there's Social Blade. And this one is really cool. Their tagline says, analytics made easy. And it really Mm -hmm. is. You can just go in there and put in a username from YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, or Dailymotion. And it gives you all this info. It's really a neat site. So that's one that's really fun to play around with. So these are like really cool ones that uh, in our research we've come across and been playing around with. So definitely want to hear what you all think of these different tools. And if if you already know about them, or maybe you haven't heard, or, or you know one that we don't know about that we didn't talk about here, you know, that's what the Facebook group's for. Come over to our community and comment and let us know, like, you know, maybe you have like the most awesome tool you're using that pertains to this, that you could be the rock star here and like share that with us. Tell us, tell us, please. And Social Blade is funny because uh, I kind of feel like it's the clout replacement. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Oh, totally. I can totally see where you say that. Yeah. And, you know, my teenager even uses it. He's like, yeah, how's your Social Blade mom? You have like a D minus in YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) It's awesome. But it does look across a bunch of different um, social media platforms, not just one, which is, I think, a good thing. Definitely. So yeah, I mean, it's a really cool tool and uh, gives you a lot of interesting information. It also gives you a grade. I'm really surprised on my Twitter, I get a B minus. Huh. Oh, wow. You got it. It's because you're not like a movie star. You know that, right? Yeah, probably so. I guess like they get the A plus. I think we need to do like a couple of more videos so we can get you to movie star status sooner. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be cool. Yeah, I think we're going to do that. All right. So why don't you give us an action? I We yeah. always have an action, guys. Our shows always have an action and connected with them. So we would love for you to take action on everything that we talk to you about. None of this works unless you actually take action. So what's our action for this? That's week? right. We <laughs> love the action takers. All right. So what we want to do is we want you to talk to your audience. That's it. Talk to your audience. But there's a little bit more to it because it is simple, but we want you to get on the phone with at least three people and ask them the following question. So this is the question you want to ask. When it comes to, and insert your niche here. So when it comes to blank, what is your biggest challenge? You probably have gotten emails when you like you signed up for some new, you know, you find this new newsletter, you sign up, and then you get an email later that says, hey, thanks so much for signing. Da, 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 da. Oh, by the way, when it comes to this, what's your biggest challenge? So it's a really smart strategy. So we want you to do this. We want you to just ask that and then just listen and take lots and lots of notes. Be really quiet, listen and take notes. So come tell us what they said in our Facebook group because we want to hear from you and we want to see how this is working out for you. Right. And you can come to our Facebook group, which is at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash communities that convert. Yep. And, and there's something and the, they have to get to get in. What do you the say? Secret, the secret password. Right. I'm going to let you tell them. I you always know, tell okay. them. I know you do because you say it so well. I'll do it. <laughs> Are y'all ready? It's a very secret word. Action. <laughs> That's Such it. a word. Action. Such a word. That's it. That's it. You just take action and you can get in the group. That's right. That's stuff. right. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening once again. And we will be back next week with a lot of new uh, information. We are working right now through an entire series. I can guess you can call it that. And we've already done defining who you want to help. We talked about finding your tribe 
And now we're going to talk about what to offer them when you find them. <laughs> what are you going to give them? What are you going to do? That's a good question, right? It sure um, so is. That's, that's our next one. We're going to be talking about that next. So thanks for being here on this journey with us. It's so much fun doing this together. So we'll be back next week. So we'll see you real soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Hey, this is Madeline. And I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode. And we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar. That's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R. And also to Cammie. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you. Hey, Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from The Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cammie through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Communities That Convert.